Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. This is the People and Places Extra Podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. So glad you're with me today as we go in-depth on my People and Places franchise that you can watch every Thursday on WNCT 9 News at 5, where we profile some of the more unique people and places across eastern North Carolina. If you haven't seen the video features, you can go online, wnct.com. Click on the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People and Places page, and you can watch all the features I've done over the past past three or four years right there at WNCT.com. This week, we're going down to Kinston, North Carolina and Lenore County, and we're visiting a small business. And it's a small business, literally one of the tiniest buildings you'll see. And it's called Stanley's Saloon. And it opened just a few months ago, just along Mitchell Street. Stanley's Saloon is owned and operated by 28-year-old Travis Harper. He was born right there in Kinston, grew up not too far away in Greene County. But what makes Stanley's Saloon so unique, the pictures on the wall and some of the drinks being served in there because Travis himself, he's been all over the world in the last decade or so. And if you walk inside Stanley's, you'll see the pictures on just about every inch of the walls in there are from pictures he's taken while he's traveled the world. So many different countries, all 50 states, and you can't help but ask questions. And for Travis, that's kind of the point. You come in, have a drink, and you start talking about these pictures and the travels he's had and the experiences he's been through. And it really is a neat place to just spend an afternoon or an evening having a great craft cocktail drink and also learning more about the world and just hearing some great stories from Travis, who's not only the owner of Stanley Saloon, he's also the sole bartender. My name is Travis Stanley Harper. Um, I'm from Snow Hill, North Carolina. I was born right here in Kinston, raised in Greene County. Uh, I really don't know how to answer the question of how it really happened. It pretty much pieced itself together. But um, I've basically spent my entire 20s traveling the world, all 50 states. Um, I lived out in Hollywood. Excuse me, I lived in Long Beach, worked in Hollywood, so there was a Big, big, definitely a big difference in that. But anyway, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long story, but um, I worked at Chef and the Farmer from 2016 to 2018. Every four months, I'd basically save all my money for four months, book a flight wherever, go, come back from scratch, do it all again, save my money, book a flight somewhere, go, just travel. Anywhere from two weeks to a month at a time, I ended up... Uh, taking my first trip out of the country with a good friend of mine and his family. I went to Costa Rica, then we went to Nicaragua, and then I met this girl from Germany, and then I went to Europe for two weeks. We went to Germany, Austria, Italy, and Switzerland together and just road trip through Europe for two weeks. Then four months after that, I went to uh, Peru, Bolivia, and Chile for a month. I just kind of got addicted, just couldn't stop. I had no control over these doing this. I just literally got like a, a travel addiction which i think was a good addiction to have and just and, and just rolled, rolled with it so then i ended up wanting to finish all the 50 states and uh went to alaska for three weeks went to the big island of hawaii for three weeks um brought my mom to alaska with me and yeah just been i mean been having friends come with me sometimes sometimes i go alone sometimes people are join once they find out i'm going 
Um, then I ended up coming back from Hawaii and I, my last time saving money at Chef, I wanted to finish all the 50 states on a motorcycle. So I leave North Carolina, I go up to Maine, and uh, then I go through Vermont, New Hampshire, I'm starting to head out west and my motorcycle breaks down at Niagara Falls. And pretty much I had to basically abandon the bike there, which I wish I just would have tossed it into the waterfall itself because I spent three days there and didn't leave with my bike. So anyway, I rented a car, finished, drove to Seattle. Uh, Washington State was the 50th state. And I either could have come back home and went back to work or I had some buddies all from here in North Carolina that were basically like, look, man, just come out here to L.A., get you a job, you can stay with us, you'll figure it out. So I ended up going out there and uh, I got a really sweet job bartending and doing serving and pretty much catering to celebrities. I served Jay-Z his own champagne, so at the Chateau Marmont in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. So I worked there for a year and a half and uh, ended up taking what was going to be a three-week trip to Thailand and I got out there and immediately I called home, I was like, Mom, I know this sounds really stupid, but I'm probably about to not go back to LA and buy a motorcycle out here and just drive it around Asia and see where I end up. So that's pretty much what I ended up doing. I stayed in Thailand for a month, Vietnam for a month. I went to Sumatra, Indonesia for a month, and then back to Vietnam to start teaching English, which I randomly got a job doing out there. I have no degree to teach or anything. I just, I just know, I, I speak English and to, out there that's good enough. And um, anyway, so the, then the coronavirus hit, and they're telling me all the schools uh, are shut down. And so I started Googling, what is this coronavirus thing? I just thought they didn't like me and want, want to give me my job and wanted me to go home. And turns out all the schools did close down. So I kind of waited around for about two weeks. I got about $200 left, enough to eat some noodles and drink beer every day. And then I had to call, I had to do the call of shame and call get the community, the Green County Community Fund to get home. They, my family booked me a flight back home and came home to Kenton from Vietnam. And I will say it was more of a culture shock coming back home here from there than it was going, leaving America, going to Vietnam. So it took a while to adjust and figure out what I wanted to do, or I didn't really know where to start when I got back home. And uh, so I actually started back working as chef for like a week in Boiler Room and uh, middle grounds coffee house down the road and as soon as I got all those jobs everything shut down so then I was at a point where again I didn't know what I wanted to do so basically I ended up uh, tried to move to Wyoming one time last year so I knew that as soon as I before the plane even touched down I knew that was a mistake came immediately back home tried to move to Nashville in October but last year this time I was working on Broadway in Nashville that crashed and burned, and I was magnetically being pulled back to Kenston. Like it was just, I was meant to be home. Family kept trying to tell me just stay home, figure it out. And I'm stubborn. I, I, I learned the hard way. Anyway, I came back home, and um, I helped Jay um, open his restaurant, Jay's 108, and it just dawned on me one day there, like, I, I can do this. Like I, I was a one-man show behind his bar, and it was, crazy when it first opened and I was I'm used to pressure and high volumes of people may even if it's craft drinks or what I don't know I just it just just come natural to me I don't know I just feel felt like I that's what I was good at I always end up behind a bar or at one so I might as well 
try to figure out how to get my own. So Stanley Saloon kind of came up and I was like, I'm going to do this. And uh, I met with Stephen Hill and we looked at a few buildings and this one was small enough to, for me to be able to handle, but big enough for me to be able to really, really put some detail and, and design it and make it really look like a saloon. And so basically a year later, here we are. Before we jump into what's going on here at Stanley's, I want to take you back to some of those travels. You know, we're talking about a couple of year span where you literally travel across the globe. How did that change your perspective of, um, of not only your life, but, but life here in Eastern North Carolina? Um, it changed my whole entire perspective. It, it flipped I me. Mean, I found a perspective I never knew I, I, I had. Um, I, I highly recommend anybody travel, regardless of this, if it's just going to an island here in North Carolina that you've never been to before. But you, you, I started looking at things. I, I try to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. I try to see the best in people. I try not to. I try not to listen to propagandas, all like because I mean people are always like one of these trips something's gonna happen to you. One of these something's gonna happen to you eventually. Knock on wood. So far, so I mean I made it back to Kinston. I mean anything can happen right outside this door right here at any time, anywhere you go. So uh, yeah, I guess it just it it really made me realize we are all way more similar, regardless of religion, politics, all that to the side. We're way more similar than what anybody wants us to be. What anybody makes us out to be is my perspective anyway. You mentioned you had more of a culture shock coming back from Asia yes. to Kinston than you did originally going to Asia. Why was that? I, I really don't know. I, I think out there I even, um, I mean, I'm the type of person that it don't take much to really satisfy me. Some good friends, um, a good drink maybe, you know, but... It, it really, uh, just good conversation with people is kind of what I crave in my life. And uh, out there, I could I could rent me a scooter for a month for a little over 100 bucks in Vietnam and travel freely throughout their country, hat backwards, just, it was, it was a, it was almost like a, 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 a freedom or a, a, a feeling you never really knew existed until you, until you go, until you go do it. So... I think just coming back and having to shift back into, I gotta have a truck with insurance on it. You know, no, normal things that we're, we're accustomed to here didn't really apply to life over there. And to be honest, it was kind of it was kind of growing on me. I, I like that. <laughs> but you're back here now. Several reasons brought you back, but you open this place in a in a tiny tiny building, and you've put your own stamp on it. Yeah. Um, it's tiny, but dynamite comes in a small package. We all know. But um, I got one spot where I stand, and I can talk to all these people. I can have, and everybody's, this is, the past three weeks has pretty much been a hub of community interaction. People that graduated together 20 years ago are, are starting to hang out here again. It, it's, I made it look like a saloon, but the people of Kinston and the surrounding areas, people who come from Greene County or wherever, they've made it a real saloon. And I mean, I've had people, hey man, I got this bobcat, put it on a piano, bring it, you know, people have gave me little things to hang up and just, 
it's, it's a little piece of everybody. It's, a lot, it's, my tra it's my story, it's my life in here, but it's also going to grow and I think other I think other people are really, really liking just that, that human interaction again. I don't want TVs in here. I want human-to-human -human connection. I want people to feel at home and lay back here and just have a good time and just try some just try something new try something fun you mentioned you have your life in here pictures from all over your travels all over the world yes, how sir. important is that to display for for not only you to to show pride in all the things you've done but for people to to maybe look at these and ask you questions about your trips and to just and for them to learn more about yes, the world sir. um it, it's more important than what i thought i mean I, i'm like addicted to i mean i I was hanging up pictures at, I opened at five on Wednesday two weeks ago. I was hanging up pictures at 455 just, just to fill up the wall on that side. I mean, the pictures are everything, man. That, that I probably put more uh, detail and thought into that to, than, I mean, and I'm glad I did, but people are really like, they'll get their drink and they'll mingle around, just look at them and ask me questions. And my themes, my running themes kind of craft cocktails with a story. So each picture's got a story, each drink's got a story. Um, a lot of these pictures are from my travels. A lot of these pictures are, uh, a few people have donated a few things to me, and people that are special to me, and they know things that I like. And uh, I got old pictures of black and white tobacco, my family up here, and it's just real sentimental to me. And I, I kind of want it to be where I got a lot of North Carolina in here. I got a lot of my family in here. I got. The girl with the monkey on her head up there. I, I just want to be a little bit of everything. That, that's kind of what I am. I'm, I'm a little bit of everything. So, How important is it to have a place like this? You mentioned folks from, you know, years past maybe will reconnect here. How important is that to have like a neighborhood feel, a community feel? I think it's very important. I think it's uh, more important now than ever, especially with, you know, everything going on in the world, uh, here in our communities. I think we all need to be together and, and, and talk it out. I think this is a, a good place for it. God has literally handpicked the people that have been coming in here. And I mean that. I told people that last night. I've had just just phenomenal guests. I've been having a great time. I've been having the best conversations. I'm hoarse right now from talking so much. So I've been loving it, man. I really have. No Jay-Z yet, though. No, Jay-Z hasn't shown up yet. Um, I'm sure they probably will at some point. They will probably want the crowd to die down a little bit first, but maybe they'll, maybe they'll stop in. What have you learned about yourself in this process? I can do anything. Ain't nothing I can't do. Ain't nothing I'm really afraid to do. Not to sound like that, but it's just, and I want anybody, I think anybody should, should, should really feel like that about what they're passionate about. And if there's something you want to do and you ain't got the money to do it, figure it out, go for it, just, I mean, I mean, I've been cleaning beach houses all summer, scrubbing toilets to get to, to sit in this bar stool and talk to you. So do it. Scrub that toilet better than anybody else in the game. Go for it. I mean, that's, that's, that's my mentality. Yeah, you were working I'm all hungry. <laughs> you were working all summer doing that to save up money to do this, and you did all this yourself, the, the bar, the floors, the walls. I mean, yes, you, you redid this whole building. Yeah, it basically uh, was a white canvas Inside and out, and now it's a saloon. The Stanley Saloon, come have, I'll pour you a stiff drink, have a good time, let's talk, let's have a good time. Be you, do your thing. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta be a cowboy to come. Hippies and cowboys are welcome in this bar. Just be, just, just come and let's enjoy each other's company. 
That's what I mean. That, that would be about what I would tell anybody. Easy enough. How old are you? Twenty-eight. Okay. Very, very seasoned for for late twenties. I mean, a lot of people don't experience what what you have in a lifetime. And, and, I, and I, I mean, well, I do want to say this to my family and friends, especially my mama. She has uh, been a troop. Like I, it's been a crazy year for me. And uh, I mean, my this is uh, Terry Harper. This is my mama. She. Um, this wouldn't be possible without her. She's done more, way more behind the scenes than what anybody else would ever know. And uh, I just wanted, I just wanted uh, everybody to see her and, and know how much she means to me and how much this whole thing means to me. So I just want her to, to know that and be on the camera and let everybody see her. She'll be in here, so y'all gotta behave. Oh yeah. All right. That's right. I love you. What's it love mean you. to you for uh, to, to see him do this and to have this drive well, to, to do uh, something? Uh, when I saw, when I first saw the building, when he got excited to do this, uh, I already knew it in my heart that it was going to be a success. And I, I, he's always wanting to do something like this, and he's just really brought out a great to the community here in Kenston too, really. And I think it's super, <laughs> super that he's done this. I appreciate that. Oh, he's I appreciate the world. What's it like that? Um, He's traveled all, you know, all over the places you can see on the walls, and I'm glad to have him back home. I never thought he would want to settle down here, really, because he lived in California for a while, and he decided to come back after the coronavirus. Had no hit. choice. Yeah, he had no choice. He was in Vietnam and came back home and settled down here. I'm glad to have him back. I'm glad to be back. Ain't no place I'd rather be now. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think this adventure is is probably fulfilling me just as much, if not more, than than, than any adventure I've ever been on. It's just a, it's a new fulfillment. I mean, I've seen the coconut tree. I rode the scooters. I was in the camped out, you know, and I love it. I want to continue to do that, but it's hard. I can't keep starting from scratch over and over again. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And it's the old saying, you know, all roads lead home, and that fits you perfectly. That's true. And also, the road goes on forever, but the party never ends. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> and you know, it's really random the way I even met Travis. I was working on another story over the summer there in Kenston on Mother Earth Brewing and the Mother Earth Spirits, which is just next door to Stanley's Saloon. And I'm out shooting some video outside. Out comes Travis. Hey, what you doing? This is my new spot. Come check it out. And we just struck up a conversation and I started to learn more and thought, wow, this guy's really interesting and what he's doing. It's so cool. So once he got up and going a little bit and started to get a name for himself for Stanley's, I came back and was able to profile him. And just the conversation we had, just so much fun. You can tell he's so passionate about not only being back here in Eastern North Carolina, but the fact that he's traveled the world and it's really changed changed his life and really changed his perspective on what the world is. So my thanks to him for letting me come out and talk to him just a little bit about what's going on there at Stanley Saloon. If you'd like to see the video portion of our people and places on Stanley Saloon, you can go to WNCT.com. It's the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People and Places page. Thank you so much for joining me for this latest episode of the People and Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington. Hope you'll join me next time.